Welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. I got a special guest for you today, and this young lady's name is Danny Vieira. So, why am I interviewing Danny? Well, Danny is a Renegade Aviator drone pilot. How about that one? That's something different, isn't it? Danny, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Danny, give everybody kind of the overview, right? You do a lot of different things. You've got a really cool background. We've known each other for a little while. Tell everybody who Danny Vieira is. Well, I'm Danny. I am from Northern Nevada. And obviously, as you mentioned, we did work together for a long time, a long time ago, rather. But yeah, I'm just a drone pilot, engineer, super dork, pageant girl some days. Some days I'm not. <laughs> just kind of all over <laughs> the place with my interests and hobbies. You know how to <laughs> That's actually pretty cool, though. But it's your uh, being humble, which is what I would expect. <laughs> but you've done a TV show about yeah. drones. And so, you know, like it or not, for us old guys and gals that are pilots that fly airplanes, drones are the wave of the future. And you guys identify as pilots, correct? Yes. As an, an industry as a whole, we absolutely do identify as pilots. It's still kind of a trip for me, like coming from an aviation background and then kind of going into the drone industry. Because for me, it's like, if I'm a pilot, doesn't that mean I should be leaving the ground with my aircraft? But <laughs> I call myself a drone operator, but I'm starting to use the term drone pilot because it's so frequently used and people understand what it is when you say that. When you tell people you operate a drone, they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> So yes, we are pilots. Kind of crazy. <laughs> so you do a lot of different things with the drones, right? So this is oh, not yeah. just drones for fun, but you've done drone racing. You've done drone photo shoots. I think most people, at least in my audience, most people don't really understand or may not know where this market is going. And that's kind of where I want to take you right now, because this is something that started as a toy and it's moved into a business. Yeah, I would say in the past like five years, it's really the industry has changed. And we've gone from, oh, let's go fly some drones and race in the park and doing little like, you know, just like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of something. That was fun. To an entire industry that I always tell people, it's juvenile right now. But we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of where the drone industry is going. If you can think about doing something with the drone, you can probably do it. Like, we don't know the limitations of these aircraft right now. And they come in every size now. I have some that are small. I fly them in my house. 
I have some that are so big that I can barely fit them in my four-door Jeep. So, you know, there's like this crazy influx of all these different uses. Right now, actually in Northern Nevada, they're demoing a program which will actually carry organs for organ transplants. So it's like, we're doing crazy critical stuff with it. It's not just a toy. It's not just a hobby anymore. It is like a life-saving tool. So we operate, we take out a lever, put it in a drone and fly the lever across town. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, it's really, honestly, when you think about it, it is the most efficient way to get a living organ from one point to another. Because right now, you know, you think about like somebody's taking your heart that you're transplanting and putting it in the passenger seat and driving around, stopping at stoplights, stopping at stop signs, turning and dealing with traffic. And we're going to be able to just put, you know, a heart in a box and it'll just fly to the hospital. Somebody will literally just grab it out and plug it into your heart or into your chest. Like it's pretty insane how much positive impact these drones are going to have pretty awesome. I guess, is there a major difference in your mind if I call a drone or UAV? Are they kind of one and the same? So anymore, just for the general public, a drone is a drone is a drone. For me, I call them multi-rotors or small UAVs, which is unmanned aerial vehicle. But I kind of come from a time where a drone was like a predator drone. It wasn't what we think of I fly, because I don't fly like the predator type drones. I do fly like multi-rotors, which is like the little props and you see like in the park or on TV and stuff like that. So for me, it's still kind of a transition to start calling them drones, but I'm getting there. I mean, I literally hosted the show and it's called droned and the entire time I was like, but they're not drones, but I'm (laughs) over that now. (laughs) So we can call them pretty much anything, but, but here's, here's the thing that, that I look at, right? So everybody has, when they want to get into aviation, there's a huge cost. You got to take a medical. You got to take a bunch of written tests. This looks to me like somebody young or old. It doesn't seem to have any real limitations. So is this something that literally anybody could get into? Literally anybody can get into drones. So this is kind of an interesting fact about me, but I have um, epilepsy. And so I've always wanted to be a pilot and I cannot, like I do not qualify. It wouldn't be safe. However, because the drones I do fly, a lot of them have like level assist or GPS. And so if I ever had an epileptic episode while I was flying, the drone can actually safely navigate and land itself exactly where it took off. And so literally anyone can fly now. It's all you have to do is put in the time and just learn to fly and make sure that you're not like beating yourself up over it. Because when you first start flying, it is very challenging. And interacting with the world is a little different when you're thinking about flying. Because as people, we're used to cars and walking, but not adding this extra level where we can go up and down. But after you get over that kind of like learning curve, the entire world opens up to you. Everything you see, you will see differently. Like I look at trees differently now. Like I see a gap in a tree and I'm like, I could fly through that. How cool would that be? (laughs) It's pretty amazing. (laughs) And if I try to fly through a gap in a tree with my jet, somebody would call the FAA. (laughs) Yes, they definitely would. (laughs) I mean, honestly, now, because drones are actually regulated by the FAA. So if you are going to do any commercial work, which means you're actually getting paid, you will need to, going forward, you will need to get a license. And in the beginning, a lot of people were kind of opposed to this. 
But I mean, obviously, someone in your position understands how critical it is to understand the airspace you're flying in. That is, for me, one of the most important things that I can emphasize for people that want to learn to fly is just start, just apply yourself and really learn about airspace and learn where it is safe and not safe to fly because there are still manned aircraft. And like no drone pilot wants to be in the situation where they have to like get out of the way for a manned aircraft or risk injuring someone. But definitely learn your airspace. <laughs> That's always my advice for everyone. <laughs> I'm no expert on drones, although I do have a commercial UAV license. I bit the bullet. But um, we've got about a minute left. Isn't there aspects of these things now where they automatically won't fly in certain areas? Yes. So if you're buying off-the-shelf aircraft, like a DJI or something like that, they will kind of give you a heads up and they will say, hey, this is like this kind of aircraft, like, you know, this is class A or whatever. And it will tell you, hey, we should not take off here. In order to override that, which you can on some of the devices, you have to go through like a bunch of, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And it does report back. So if you do arm an aircraft in airspace that you're not supposed to, it will tell somebody. So don't try to do it because <laughs> like the, you will get in trouble 100%. <laughs> I like that. Hey, Danny, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We are coming back after this break. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today, we salute you, Mr. Airport Baggage Handler, Why just set a bag down when you can throw it, kick it, or simply ignore it? It's time for my lunch break. SFO, ORD, LAX. The complex airport codes are almost unsolvable, but that's okay, because thanks to you, everything's going to Tulsa. That's in Oklahoma. When comforting a traveler about a lost bag or a treasured family pet, you need only remember three simple words. Airline not responsible. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, oh king of the carousels. You give us all a reason to carry on. Mr. Airport Baggage Bud Light Beer at Isabel St. Louis, Missouri. This is Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, and I want to put a plug out for thousands of the local small airports all over this country. Chances are, wherever you live, there is a great airport right nearby. Go visit them and tell them that David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, sent you. These airports provide real value to local communities, and you will be amazed at who you will meet and what you will find there.
Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, Renegade Aviator. We got Danny back and we're talking drones. But Danny, as we were saying in the break before we came back on the air, you've got a very varied set of accomplishments, set of challenges that I think your story is really, really cool. And it's kind of what I always say. You always handle it with a big smile and positive attitude. Give us a little bit of background of kind of maybe how you face those challenges and how you've overcome a lot of them. I think for me, the biggest thing is just focusing on staying positive and kind of being the master of my own headspace. Um, People always say to me like, oh my God, you make it look so easy and this and that and the other thing. But it's not. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. When I moved to LA and I decided I wanted to work in television, I literally moved with $1,000 to my name, my Jeep and my dog. I moved to LA. I thought you could just show up and get an apartment. And just like it was anywhere else in the world, you could just make stuff happen. But I didn't realize, you know, like coming from Northern Nevada, it was like, this is a totally different beast down here. And so me and my dog were like temporarily kind of homeless. We lived in the car and I had to make the choice like, hey, I have to make this work. If this is going to happen, I need to make it work. I can't feel bad for myself. I can't sit here and go, oh no, I live in my car. Like I don't have opportunity. It was like, if I wanted to find a job, Go to Starbucks, use the public Wi-Fi, use my phone, hustle every single day, and don't give myself the time to think about how I should be feeling bad for myself. And within a month, I had an apartment in Marina Del Rey. I was getting consistent television work. And I honestly attribute all of that to the fact that I was focusing more on what I could do to help myself instead of thinking about how I didn't have something or being sad for myself. And it's not easy to make that choice, but it is a choice. And I always tell people when they say, oh, you seem so happy. I say, but happiness is a choice. I choose to be happy every day. And that's the headspace you need to be in if you want to succeed. It's very simple. It's very easy to think of excuses. It's very easy to say, woe is me. That's the easy choice, right? And people, oh, I'm depressed. You know, and of course, anybody, and and I say this, I'm making my little quotation mark sign with my fingers (laughs) as I talk. Anybody would say the smart way to do things, well, you got to be trained in TV, of course, before you go look for a TV job. you got to be trained in drones before you start flying drones. And for those of you, since this is radio, and it's radio because of the way I look, not the way Danny looks, (laughs) but it's radio. But you're four foot 10. You are very, very petite. So people will say you can't do pageants unless you're five foot 12, right? So this is what I love about you. You do it, (laughs) you go out there, you hold your head high. And I guess you can teach that. I guess people need to listen to people like you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I always tell people when I was younger, I was told, oh, you'll never work in television. You're too short. I was told that I would never do runway as a model. And I'm now the shortest internationally televised runway model that's ever been on Project Runway. So you can make things happen. You have to make the choice. If I sat there and put limitations on myself, I'm allowing other people's limitations to affect me. And I always tell people that if you allow other people to define you, you never get an opportunity to define yourself. 
And there's been times where I've gone to jobs and to interviews and I'm looking around and all the girls are 5'10". And even with the pageants, I'm always the shortest girl. I'm usually shorter than the teens even. But now I miss Nevada because I just don't let it affect me. I tell myself I am just as capable. I am just as confident. And going in with that headspace gives me an advantage because I'm comfortable in myself. And another thing that I feel that it's not just, oh, I've always been this way. I wasn't. When I was in high school, I was pretty insecure, actually. I tell people I was like kind of one of the punk rock gothy kids that didn't really have a lot of friends. But I just kind of made the choice to be like, hey, you know what? This is what I want to do with my life. And I can't let people tell me no. And as soon as I made that decision in my head, people started telling me yes. And it was like, whoa, what? <laughs> That was easy. In my head, it was like, oh my God, all I had to do was believe in myself. Like, whoa. <laughs> but that's really yeah, what it you, comes down to. It's stepping up. You ask for the opportunity. You can't get an yeah. opportunity until you ask for it. You need to be exactly. willing to be told no. I think a lot of people take no as a rejection personally, yeah, and, and it really not. isn't. No, no, it's really not. I always tell people too. Another thing I always say is like, when people tell you no, that's okay. Because like, if you're walking down the street, and somebody tries to hand you one of those, like in the mall, they try to hand you those little packets and you say no. You're not telling them that person no. You're not saying no. You're just saying, no, it's okay. I don't want your packet. Thank you for that. Right. And that's really what it comes down to is anytime somebody says no, they're not like saying no because you suck. They're saying like no because maybe they have a different mindset and they want to go a different direction. And that's okay. Like people are allowed to do that. <laughs> as long as you allow yourself to take no as just like an okay and on to the next instead of like, oh, well, I guess I suck. I'll never do this again. You have to try things and you have to keep trying them. It's like the very first time you get on a bicycle, you don't just ride down the street. You got to fall off a few times. Absolutely. You got to get up. You got to try. And oh, what yeah. I want to do when we come back from this next break, so we're coming right up to the break, we want to talk about step-by-step step how somebody gets started from zero to hero in drones. This is Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator. We will be right back. So a lot of trust back then, yeah. Those were simpler times, I think. I just feel like we may be going back to that, by the way. But... Uh... In a way, good, because when I read things like the foundations of capitalism are shattering, I'm like, maybe we need that. Maybe we need some time where we're walking around with a donkey with pots clanging on the sides. You, you think know? that would just bring us back to reality? Yeah, because everything is amazing right now, and nobody's happy. Like, in my lifetime, the changes in the world have been incredible. When I was a kid, we had a rotary phone. We had a phone that you had to stand next to. And you have to dial it. Yes. You don't, you don't realize how primitive... You're making sparks <laughs> in a phone. And you actually would hate people with zeros in their numbers because it was more... It was right. Like, oh, this guy's got two zeros. Screw that guy. Why do I want to... <laughs> and then if, you, if they called and you weren't home, the phone would just ring lonely by itself. And then if you wanted money, you had to go in the bank. for When yes. it was open for like three hours. You had to stay in line, write yourself a check like an idiot. And then when you ran out of money, you'd just go, well, I can't do any more things now. <laughs> right. I can't do any more That's things. That's it, yeah. That was it. And even if you had a credit card, they, the guy would go, ugh, and he'd bring out this whole shunk, shunk, and he'd write, yes. oh, you have to call the president to see if you have any money. And it's all true, kids. You had to call the president, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yes. Do you feel that we now 
in the 21st century, we take technology for granted. Well, yeah, because now we live in an, in an amazing, amazing world, and it's wasted on the, on the crappiest generation of just spoiled idiots <laughs> that don't care, because this is what people are like now. They got their phone, and they're like, ugh, it won't... Give it a second! Give, it's going to space! Can you give it a second to get back from space? Is the speed of light too slow for you? Questions, comments, suggestions, or inspirational stories, call the Renegade Aviator, dial 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. Want to listen to all of our shows? Find us on iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you find podcasts. Just search the Renegade Aviator radio show, AV, the number 8R, renegadeaviator.com. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away If you can use some exotic booze There's a bar in far Bombay Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the renegade aviator. That's right, you got me. I'm back. Here we are. 888-366-5256. That's how you reach me, and that's how you get assistance. What I said when I started this radio show, we are here to be of service. So many people have helped me in my aviation career. This is my small opportunity to give back to you, the listener. And this week with Danny, who's an expert in drones. Danny, how would somebody get started in flying these things? Step one, two, and three, just a couple of pointers. I would say the very first thing, if you want to get into the industry and you're looking to be a professional, and honestly, if you're looking to be a hobbyist too, is start learning to fly in a simulator. It's a zero risk environment. So you can download a simulator on your computer. I prefer liftoff, but there's a lot of them out there. I like liftoff because you can kind of customize what you're flying. So it's more realistic to what you would be flying later on. Just put in the time. You're going to crash. You're going to crash 99.99999% of the time. Don't beat yourself up about it. Like, literally don't beat yourself up. Everyone goes through that. And then as you start to build your confidence and you start finding that you're comfortable, go out and get a drone and start flying. And once you feel like you're ready, start telling people, just put it out there into the world. Like, I didn't just like wake up one day and people were calling my phone going, hey, can you do this drone job? I had to tell people, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm capable of. This is a demonstration of my skills. And every single person I would talk to, I would tell them about it. And sometimes we feel like as people, we don't like to share our dreams with people. And we don't like to tell people these ambitions that we have because I think we're afraid to fail and that people are going to know about it. But you have to get over that. You have to understand that like when you say to someone, I want to be a drone pilot, they go in their head, oh my God, like I know seven to 10,000 people that could use a drone pilot. Let me help you out. It takes a community and it takes a ton of just putting yourself out there. And if you don't put yourself out there and let people know like, hey, I'm a drone pilot, how will they ever know? And then you'll never get jobs. So you have to be brave and you have to be bold and you have to just say, 
I am ready. Let's do this. And I think for those people who may not understand what these, you know, a lot of these drones carry cameras, right? 4K cameras, yes. all kinds of camera equipment, oh, but yes. they also carry sensors now too, right? Mm -hmm. They absolutely do. Back when I first started, there was a lot more risk, property damage, personal injury, and whatever. But nowadays, all of these drones have gotten so much safer because the industry has just exploded. And every single day, they continue to get more safe. So don't be afraid when you're flying. Don't, you know, don't hold yourself back. Get out there and, and really just tear it up. <laughs> That's what I tell people, just tear it up. <laughs> If somebody can go and search on YouTube and they can find yeah. your episodes for Drone, and you had this yeah. one really cool episode that I want to get people to look for this video where you kind of swam yeah. through a cave to like yes. some hidden beach. Yes. Yeah, so we were actually in Mexico and we were filming for the Department of Tourism and it's called Marietta Island. You can look it up. It's really cool. And the island was actually bombed during testing. And so it's got this wild hole in it. And you have to swim through this cave. So what I did was I just put one of my drone cases. It's a Pelican case, so it's waterproof. I put it on some uh, life preservers, and I just slam it through this cave. And it was so intense because I'm, like, swimming through this thing. You know, like, we had stuck some GoPros up so you could watch. But I was pretty much swimming by myself through. And then I go to the other side, and I set my gear up, and I flew up through this hole in the island. And you know, you're kind of down, so you can't see what the whole island looks like. And as I flew up, it was like just beautiful. Like this whole island is like a national park for Mexico. So it's really well preserved. And it's just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And I always tell people it's one of those moments as a drone pilot for me where it was like, wow, this is something that nobody sees. Nobody has ever seen this view of this island. This angle is literally not possible for anyone but a drone pilot. That's the case where you'll go to somewhere and it's like, wow, you're literally the first human being to ever see that. It's We're pioneering in an in industry and anyone, literally anyone with the motivation could become a pioneer and you know, like maybe change the world. That's where we are right now. It's still in its infancy, although drones are not new. But they've yeah. been uh, around for a very short period of time compared to aviation. And mm -hmm. if you look at how far we've come in aviation over the past 50 or 100 years, imagine what's going to happen with drones. But, Danny, uh, hold on one more segment. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back. And we're going to talk a little bit about kids and getting kids started. So parents, grandparents, listen up. And uh, for those of you kids that still listen to the radio, listen up. We'll be right back. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Once I get you up there Where the air is rarefied We'll just glide stars. You know, flying can sometimes be upsetting. Sometimes you have a bad attitude. Don't let this happen to you. Renegade jets can help you recover from an upset. Pilots today simply do not practice the skills required to control the aircraft in all attitudes and within the entire flight envelope. If you're a pilot and want jet upset training in real jet airplanes, call 888-366-5256.
right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, back with Danny, and we're talking drones, but Danny's got some really cool news that I think uh, this is a great place to make the announcement. So we talk about mentoring. We talk about holding hands with that next generation of pilots, uh, or aviators, as we like to call them on this show. So Danny, tell us the good news. So literally just last night, I entered into a partnership with a company called Beagle Drones, and their goal is to be able to put a drone in the hands of any child that wants to learn to fly. But part of learning to fly is also learning to build and maintain your equipment. We're kind of in like the pre-order stage, so it's not like every school out there is getting them right now. But we're developing tools for kids to learn to build, to understand how aircraft works and how... You know, one aircraft design may be good for lifting things or one is really good with sensors or one is good for racing. And so it gives kids an opportunity to explore and also learn to fly and build and maintain. And it's crazy because I've worked previously as Miss Nevada doing education programs specifically with like individual schools. And I've just seen how much of a difference it makes in the lives of these children because Learning to fly is such a crazy thing just for people in general. Like flight is so new in like human history. And so learning that perspective is honestly so massive because that's our future. If you look at companies like SpaceX, we're going to space. The future is flight. And we need to start training the next generation and getting them to where a drone or any form of aircraft is as commonplace as a vehicle, because that's where we are going. And eventually we're going to have drones that are going to carry people. And they're already trying to work on that and, and get that stuff kind of going. So educating children now is ensuring their future because that's literally where we're going. It is. And it goes back to the why. Kids say this all the time. Why do I need to learn math? Why do I need to learn science? <laughs> why do I need to read? And that's why, because when you find out something that you have a passion about, that's why you'll go and, and get that extra education. And to be quite honest with you, teaching kids to fly an airplane has age restrictions and a huge yeah. cost differential. This is perfect. I and mean, it's a perfect in. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't need superhuman skills of aviators, but you better know how to program a little bit or learn, yeah. right? You better you learn, learn about photography. Solder oh, is a yeah. big one. I tell people you have to learn to solder. And I know a lot of people that are very like hesitant because it sounds technical. If you can use a pen, if you can paint your fingernails, if you can use your hands at all, you can learn to solder. It's not difficult. Although at all. I don't usually paint my fingernails unless it's a really good <laughs> air show, then I'll make paint. <laughs> <laughs> make sure it matches. Gotta make sure it matches. Yeah, that's right. But you're absolutely right. And it takes that, you know, people like you and, uh, you know, that go out and want to meet with these kids and stuff. So is there anything you can release so where people should find out more information about this or about you in general, any way they should contact or maybe just contact us through the radio show? I would say if you want to learn more about Jones, just uh, get on Google. The entire world exists in your phone. Take advantage of it. And like you were saying, like, why do I need to learn this? And why do I need to learn that? Just learn stuff. Get out there and learn stuff because learning never hurts you ever. Like learning something never hurts. Like it only helps you be a better person. Maybe you find out, okay, drones aren't for me, but that's okay because then you know that and you can check that off the list and maybe go, you know, do something else. But just use Google, use all the resources out there. Even this is going to blow some people away, but 
check out public libraries, guys. They have, like, if you don't have access to the internet or something, you can get access. It's free. It's out there. Information is free. Go use it. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine yeah. as simple as that. Information is free. Go use it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Go, I love it. do it. <laughs> It is. As I'm sitting here listening to you, people always want to group themselves into I'm this or I'm that. I'm part of this group or that group. And because I'm in this group, I can't do that. And because I think this way, but you're out, you're your own person. You do your own things. You go from modeling to flying drones, to engineering and back and forth. And I think kids today, people, we all do this. We pigeonhole ourselves that if I want to do X, I need to fit a certain mold, and that's not the world anymore. It may have used to been that way, but it's sure not now. Especially, too, with the access to information, it's like it's so silly to limit yourself like that because what happens if one day, 10 years from now, I wake up and go, okay, well, I'm done with drums. I need to have another skill set. It's okay to do that and have these varied interests. It's important to be a well-rounded person because otherwise you miss out on so much of the world. There's no reason not to. People always tell me, oh, you're a pageant girl. How are you a pilot and an engineer and this and that and the other thing? And I'm like, how are you not? That's the thing that I always ask is like with the red, like information is readily accessible and there's so many programs now to help you learn any skill you want. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? By not taking advantage of that, you're doing a disservice. And I remember when I was a kid and people would tell me, oh, you know, you got to learn everything, be well-rounded. I thought it was the dumbest thing I ever heard. But I never realized as a kid that because I had so many varied interests, I was already on that path. I can't imagine my life any other way. You know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy to me to do that. (laughs) It is. But you know what? I think kids, especially with well-meaning parents and adults and grandparents, we tell kids, oh, you got to focus on one thing. You got to put everything in the one thing. And we try yeah. to do these kids a service, but we end up squelching that mm-hmm. passion. And you exude passion. <laughs> and as you said earlier, you made a choice to be happy despite yeah. the challenges. Absolutely. When I think about happiness, I try to think about it not just as I'm happy every day. I'm just the happiest person in the world. You have to have bad days in order to have good days. Because if you just had every day was good, that would mean every day was average because that becomes your baseline. So you do have to have bad days and good days and you do have to overcome something. It feels good when you overcome something like when you learn a new skill or you have a really big setback and you overcome that. The feeling of like self-confidence, you learn to value yourself more because you appreciate the fact that you were able to do that. And I think sometimes people are afraid because they don't want to fail, as I've said before. But if you don't overcome that fear, you can never get that reward out of it. Because that's unfortunately, like I tell people, life is not easy, but that's okay. Just rise to the challenge. Because it's awesome. (laughs) Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks, Danny. I really do appreciate it. Danny Vieira, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. Business owners, now might be the best time to get a business aircraft. 
You think your company is too forward to afford a jet? Need more time? Want to get back home and see the family more often? Sick and tired of the cattle car way of flying with the airlines? In about 26 minutes, I can see if you would be a good fit for what we do at Renegade Jets. The call is free and without obligation. Let's talk. 888-366-5256. So Flight 209, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. What? Flight 209, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Allied radio clearance, over. That's Clarence, over. Over. Roger. Huh? Roger, over. What? Huh? Who? Questions? Comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. All right, man, this show goes quick. An hour is not long enough. Life is not easy, but that's okay. Just rise to the challenge because it's awesome. Danny Vieira, ladies and gentlemen. For more information on Danny and what she's up to, Call my office, 888-366-5256. Choose to be happy before you wallow in self-pity and make excuses or reach for that drink or those pills to screw up your life even more. Understand that bad days are essential in order to have good days. A lot of wisdom in this show from a young lady facing the world on her terms, not mine and not yours. I started this show to talk about aviators, steel-eyed aviators of lore, great feats of aviation. Aviators are more than just mere pilots. Aviators have a passion, a zest for our craft, our art, the science of flight. But that aviator might not be the gray-haired guy with the decades of flying through storms in machines ready to kill us. Today's aviator might not be the dashing Tom Cruise type, the Maverick or the Goose, or my favorite, Viper. No, no, no. Aviators might complain that aviators no longer exist, and mere pilots may not even care. But the aviator of today and tomorrow might just be a four foot 10 inch cute blonde runway model that has more passion for how she chooses to live her life and is not going to take no for an answer. Not from you, not from me. Danny Vieira, you are the first drone pilot that I am proud to call an aviator. Congratulations on your relationship with BeagleDrones.com. Contact me at 888-366-5256. Like Danny said, change the world with your passion. I am David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. See ya. So peace to us.